You're listening to Stepping Stones of Faith. I'm Pastor Josh. I would like to invite you to embark with me on a journey, a journey of biblical study. Through practical application of the Word of God, it is my prayer that you grow in greater relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. Please join me as we journey to the next Stepping Stone of Faith. Good to see you tonight. God be with you. God bless you. Uh, turn with me, if you will, to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, and we're going to be looking at verse uh, 22. Now, I know that you're probably turning there, but we are going to go ahead and start reading. And this is about husbands and wives, wives and husbands, husbands and wives, and the relationship that they're supposed to have. And understand that, that this particular passage of Scripture uh, people have used to taken it out of context, used it to to belittle their spouses, used it to to lord over their spouses, and that it's not at all what this is about. This is not at all what this 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 whole thing is about. So we're going to read it. Um, we're going to go down probably to not to the end of the chapter. It's quite a bit there, and and there's a lot that I want to talk about because I've. Excuse me, I've studied this for a couple of times. I've studied this book verse by verse study. And there and there's a lot here that um, if we just look at the wording and we look at, at society and we look at what uh, people have tried to do with this particular passage uh, and what it actually means, I think I think if we spend some time doing that we'll be we'll be probably longer than we actually need to be tonight. But So we're going to just try to read, get as far as we can, and we might go verse by verse instead of reading a section and going back and, re- and reiterating it again. Okay, so go, go with me, verse 22 of chapter 5. It says, Wives, be submissive to, your own, submissive to your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, and just as Christ is the head of the head and Savior, of the church, which is his body. But as the church submits to Christ, so also let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. This is this is a huge thing, okay? Um, totally taken out of context in so many ways by so many people. You know, wives be submissive to your husbands. Husbands use that. And, and, and husbands lord things over their wives from time to time. I'm not saying I'm not saying all the time. But there are there are circumstances and situations where husbands can lord this passage over their wives and basically beat down their wife in a way that causes them to be have or have no self-esteem whatsoever, and and this then and this is a horrible thing. It says, "Wives, be submissive to your own husbands, as unto the Lord." That is a requirement of God. That that wives are submissive, but we we must not discount the second part of this passage because you see the thing that the thing that really bothers me about things like this is the idea that a man feels the 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 duty or the right to lord over another person their authority 
especially in the context of of a, of a Christian life, a Christian household. Okay, they will use things like "You're supposed to be submissive to me," "You're supposed to listen to me," and it gets and and I'm going to get kind of vocal or not vocal, but kind of graphic, not real graphic, but you, know, but but it it can go as far as um, not only just in daily life, but it can go as far as in in the bedroom. Uh, you know, it it is one of those things where you know respect is not given you know in every aspect because husbands some husbands feel as though that it is their duty it is their right as a man to be able to treat their wives in such a way that they have low self-esteem because the bible says the wife is supposed to be submissive so the husband can do whatever he wants to his wife is because she is supposed to be submissive, totally discounting this second part from 25 following down, okay? Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Where's the, where's the conversation about that when it comes to this kind of, this kind of attitude? Because we, I've always said and I always will say that Christ is, is our example. He's always our example. In everything that we do, Christ is our example. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. See, and so we can get into this whole dynamic of the mind of Christ. You know, the Bible says to have the mind of Christ. So, to have the mind of Christ means we have to be submissive to Christ. We have to, we have to listen to Jesus. We have to, we have to, um, we have to do that which Jesus wants us to do. We have to spend time with him, spend time in his word, spend time with with other believers and really do something to grow in the Lord. And if we're doing that, this whole attitude of, you know, I'm the man, you have to do what I say uh, in every aspect of our marriage or every aspect of your life, no matter what the case might be, and you have to just do it because you have to be submissive. And if I say you have to do this to me when in whatever context and whatever part of the relationship, you have to do it because you have to be submissive, that is not true love. That is not love. You know, I when I when I come to passages like this, I get very um, passionate about it. In that, so many people uh, use this or take this out of context for their own personal gain, and it really bothers me. It really bothers me a major in a major way because if you respect someone, then you should love them. And he says that he, he says uh, to love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for the church. If you don't have proper respect for a person, how can you properly love them? It's a good question, isn't it? How can you, if you don't have proper respect, how can you properly love? Because love and respect go together. You, if, you, if you love someone truly, you'll have respect for them. And if you respect someone with the utmost respect, and, and you will, especially a spouse, you'll love them. You'll love them just like Christ loved the church. You see, and that's what, and that's kind of what we're dealing with here. Because, you know, we've got to move beyond, and, and, and we've got to move beyond this whole idea that the man has the right to, to, to lord over the, the wife 
his authority to do whatever he says, whenever he says, and however he says, because that is a lack of respect and a lack of lack of respect and a lack of love on the part of the husband. Now, husbands love your wives, also, or just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Um, and then he says that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. It's important to understand it. Washing of the water by the word. You see, a, a person, husband or wife, or any, anybody really, a person who has this conf, uh, this uh, complex of needing to lord their authority over someone... I would be, I would be, uh, I would guarantee you that that person, if they're in the Word, they're not truly with the Lord. Because if you're truly walking with the Lord and asking the Lord to show you His Word, to open your heart to His Word, to open your mind to the understanding of His Word, those kinds of those kinds of things will not happen. Those kinds of attitudes will not take place because you are opening yourself up to the Lord's will and the Lord's way reign in your life. A person who who is like that and says, well, I read the Word and this is what the Word says. I think that person's attitude is wrong. I think that person looks at the Word of God and tries to find ways that that they can use to to scriptures that they bend out of context in order to allow them to use it for their own personal gain and their own pleasure. And I think that's wrong. I think that's very wrong, and I think and I think Jesus would would back that up. Jesus would back that up. Now, he goes on because it says that 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 uh, the husband is to to help to sanctify that household with the washing of the word. So so um, in that aspect, if you are humbly going before God and you're humbly in the word of God. This kind of attitude would not take place, because if you're doing that, you're you're definitely seeking the mind of mind of Christ. And if you're definitely seeking the mind of Christ, there is nothing like that in your being, and that is a heart issue. If it is that way, that's a heart issue. Now, what he says, he's going on here, and he says, uh, washing with water by the word, and that he might present to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy. It should be holy um, and without blemish. So if, if we are fully understanding what God wants us to know and understand, then, or, or, at, least, or at least if we're seeking that, you know, maybe we don't understand it fully. Maybe we don't understand it, you know, to the fullest. But if we're seeking it, if we're seeking the understanding, if we're seeking this ability to know the Word of God, to understand what God wants from us, and to understand what God desires for us, if we're truly seeking that, uh, then what we want for ourselves and our families is to be right with God. And if we're right with God, then we are following in this aspect of finding the getting into the mind of Christ joining in the getting the mind of Christ and changing the way we think and not using the word of God as a way to for our own personal gain to lord our authority over another human being that is the problem 
I think that happens. And Paul deals with this because this was an issue. The reason Paul deals with things like this is because it's an issue. You know, it, it, it's like with, you know, it's like with anything. If, you know, you know, you, you see those disclaimers, you know, uh, when you're, when you buy something and they say it's not meant for such and such and such, it's because it's, it's because it was an issue. So they have to, they have to put that warning out there. They have to put that, that's that disclaimer out there. Paul is saying that because saying this, because this was an issue, you know, in the society of the Jewish uh, society, the, the Jewish society at this particular time, uh, men were the only thing that were counted. Women had no place. Women were property. Women were property. Women were were of no significance. They had they weren't even counted in the census. Um, so Paul is kind of up turning the apple cart here, and he's saying that women do matter. Women do uh, matter in the idea and the thought pattern that God uh, loves everyone, men and women and everything else. God, God desires that. And so, because then, you know, they didn't have that whole idea of that women meant anything. Children didn't mean anything. Okay? Especially the women, especially if it was little girls. Okay? Little boys, they were okay for a while until... You know, they got to a certain age. Then they then they were counted and all that stuff. Okay, after eighteen or after whatever the coming age was. But uh, Paul is saying here that women are significant. Women are uh, women are important. Women have a right to be treated as human beings, and that's because they weren't treated that way. And so Paul is saying, if you have a wife, if you're a husband and you have a wife, don't use your position in society to lord those things over. And that was this day and age. And, you know, in some cases and in some areas, it actually it actually um, is a situation where uh, men still today have this problem. And, and, it's, and it's, it's, it's a bad thing. It's a bad deal. You know, it's a bad deal for for the for the woman in that kind of a situation. It's a bad deal. You know, they they are treated poorly. They are you know, doesn't matter how they feel, doesn't matter what they want, just as long as the husband's happy. Uh, that's not that's not how marriage works. That's not how not how marriage works. It's a give and take. You know, it's a give and take. It's a shared responsibility. It's a shared relationship. You both work on it. You both deal with it. Um. I think I'm going to have my nephew watch this before he gets married. But, uh, but you know, it's it's one of those things, you know. Um, he goes on. In this way, men ought to love their wives as their own bodies. Now, this was another thing Paul was Paul was saying. You know, you love yourself. You love your own. You know, uh, you wouldn't want to hurt yourself you wouldn't want to damage yourself you wouldn't want to do something to hurt yourself but uh, you should also look at your your wife in that way your spouse in that way you know because um, if I if I am if I am going through something or if I'm working with working on something and I I used to do woodworking and I used to do things or I used to even 
if you want to go beyond that, you know, safety and woodworking, but just just a positive attitude. And 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 the the problem with negative self-talk, if you if you stop doing those things for your own personal gain to be better, and if you love yourself enough to do that, why wouldn't you love your spouse enough to not be that way with them, even though you love yourself you love your 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 life you'd love you know you you want to be more than you are why wouldn't you want your kids or your spouse to be more than they are you know and so you know it's it's paul's upsetting the apple cart here basically he really is you know he says to love uh your wife as you love yourself you know love your wife as you love yourself because that's what's important that's what's important he goes on and he says, for no one ever hated his own flesh. You know, no one ever purposely, you know, there there are situations today, in today's day and age, where they have people that that have, they, they feel they have to hurt themselves. And that, and they don't love themselves. And, and that is, a, that is a huge situation in today's society. And I, and I feel bad for people who, who feel that it's, uh, that it's, that it's, that they're not worth anything. And you see, that's what happens. That's the product of lording, lording over things with people, making people feel worse than they are. And see, people today's day and age, man, there's, there's these things, there, there's cuttings, you know, this, you know, there's people cut themselves, people hurt themselves, people commit suicide. Uh, so this where it says, you know, no one ever, you know, it says, for no one ever hated his own flesh. Uh, I don't think deep down we hate our own flesh, but I think deep down we we uh, feel as though when, when it's lorded over us like this, we feel as though we have no other option. And, and you know, that's what happens. You know, that's why, you know, and I, I, I hate to, I hate to use this kind of, uh, wording, but I was talking with someone one time, and they said, "Yeah, we well, the Bible says that the wife is the the the, the female is the weaker sex, and 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 that I don't I don't see that really as a whole. I think there are some that are weaker than the male the male gender, but women in in my in my experience anyway. I mean, I come from my my mother and my sister are both very strong women." They're both very, both very assertive women, and so to to say that all women are of the, are weaker sex, I I would say that 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 is not, that is not true. That is just not true, and I think and I think that uh, there are some women who can stand up to this kind of thing and have the fortitude to try to change it, you know. But I think some women uh, don't, and 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 it's a shame. And and it and it's all because someone lorded a lorded a thing lorded a scripture, in a lot of cases over a woman's life and said you have to do what I tell you to do no matter the aspect of the marriage that that it is you have to do what I tell you to do. And basically destroying that woman's self-esteem and destroying that woman's uh, ability to love herself, and that and that's wrong and that's wrong. That's why Paul is saying, you know, you have to love your wife as you love yourself. Love your, love your wife as as Christ loved the church and gave Himself for it. 
don't be a hateful person. Don't be a person that lords things over your spouse. Don't do those kinds of things because that, that is a problem. That is a problem. We, we, we see that today, and, and it, it was an issue back then, and it's still an issue in 2020. It's going to be 2020 in a couple of months. Okay? So it's still an issue. So this is very valid for today. Very valid for today. And I, I want to say that if you are a, a, a man and you're watching this, and you use this as a way to lord your position over your wife, then you need to get on your face before God and you need to repent. And you need to love your spouse like God loves you. And like you you supposedly love yourself. And I and I think that that has to be said. That has to be said. And unfortunately we have we have a society and I'm going beyond, you know, this is a this is a, a small section, small segment, but I'm going beyond my whole thing here and saying that's why we have kids that are bullies. <laughs> today because the fathers are bullies to their wives or the fathers are bullies to some other people that's why we have bullies and bullies can also not only be not only be husbands but or or men it can also be women women can be bullies and they can show that to their kids you know that is a wrong thing paul says we're to love our neighbor as ourselves. We're to love our spouses as ourselves, or as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. We're to love one another. You know, we have we have kids that are bullies. We have husbands that are that are uh, making their wives feel like they're worthless and they have no self-esteem. Why? Because they take this stuff out of context and they stand upon it and they and they and they use it to lord their position over their wife wife, and that is wrong. Is totally wrong. Now, that being said, can do we? Did I? Did I? Did I go beyond what the scripture says? I think that the scripture it, it leads us down this path of if it starts, it, you know, it all starts at home, you know, and ultimately it all starts with our relationship with Jesus. If if we have a good relationship with Jesus, the home will be. If if both the the, the husband and the wife. Or if it's a single parent home, if the the mother or the father or, or the husband and the wife, if they have a love for one another, or if it's a single parent, if they have a good love for themselves because they have a good relationship with God, then that house is healthy. That house can be healthy. The child the child will then be well grounded and be well rounded and 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 not be the type of person to be uh, to to precipitate that cycle of bullying. Okay, because and it all starts really with a relationship with God and the heart of the person in the the people in the in the context of it. Okay, so that's where it all starts. That's what it's all about. That's where it starts. And then if we have a good relationship with God and a good relationship in our family and our houses, then everything flows like it's supposed to. But so often there is it isn't that way, and that's why we have a society that we live in today because of the way it is. Okay, now let's go on here. He says, For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord cares for the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall be one flesh. Now, 
I'm going to jump back and I'm going to look at this whole this this um, statement that for we are all members of his body, his flesh, and his bones. We are all members of, if we are believers in Jesus, we are members of the body of Christ. We are. And when we have a situation where a husband is not treating a wife correctly, or a wife, sometimes it's a wife not treating a husband correctly. Okay? It, it can go both ways. That's why Paul deals with both genders in this particular passage, both sides of the marriage, because it can be a wife mistreating a husband or a husband mistreating a wife. It can be both things. He says that we are members of one body, his flesh, his bones, and uh, his, his flesh and his bones. Now, we are members of Christ's body. And in doing so, and if we identify with that, and especially if we tell people that, then we have to understand that we are, we are, we are accounted to do something more. We are, we are, we are accounted to do something more than just say the words. Lip service doesn't get you anywhere. It is the action behind the lip service that gets you where you're supposed to be. Okay, that's what it is. That's what it's all about. It's, it's, it's do your, does your words, does your act, does your words and your actions match? You know, if you say, well, I'm a believer and I read the Bible and, and I know the Lord and, and the Lord loves me and the Lord's great and everything else, that, that's fantastic. That's great if that's the case. Now, I want to see what you're like outside the church walls. I want to see what you're like behind closed doors in your home. Are you that type of person? Now, now, and now, this doesn't matter if it's if it's a wife or a husband, or or both. I want to see what you, what if I was a fly on a wall in your home, what would I witness? And you know, and 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 I and I say these things because, like I've always said, these are questions I ask myself. You know. If one of you, if one of you was a fly and you flew into my house and was on a wall somewhere where you couldn't see, what what would you witness in my house? You know, what would you witness in my house, or what would I witness in your house? You see, what really matters, what really matters in those kinds of situations is not so much that we proclaim to be believers in front of other believers. It, what really matters is that we, if we proclaim to be believers, that those those words are backed up by actions that are founded when we're not with other believers. You know, that's what it, that, that's what it amounts to, really. You know, if we are if we are um, a, a, a segmented part of the body where we are where we say we're believers, but we're really we're over here somewhere. We're not doing anything good for the body of Christ. We're really not. He says, For this reason a man shall leave his father her his father and mother and cleave to his wife, or be joined to his wife. Now, this is a wedding scripture, but uh, for the reason that Christ loved his loved the church and gave himself for it, and for the reason that we're all part of one body of Christ. A wife shall be cleave. A husband and wife shall cleave together and be one flesh. If we're in agreement, if they're in agreement, the husband and wife, if they're in agreement, then that one flesh thing works. Just like we are to leave all the stuff behind, 
when we're believers. Leave all the junk and all the all the stuff behind that was in our past and move forward and cleave to Jesus. I'm messing up my microphone. Cleave into Jesus and be one flesh with him in this body of Christ. So it's a picture of a marriage. You know, this relationship with God is a picture of a marriage. And, and how we treat our earthly spouses, man or woman, is a direct correlation to that relationship with Jesus Christ. What is that relationship with Jesus Christ like if this is the way you are with your spouse? It's just, it's, it's really just common sense. You know, if you think about it, it's really just common sense. It's not anything, you know, that is, that is overly, you know, hard to understand. And it's, and it's not anything that you need a, you, you, you need a theological degree to figure out. It's just, it's just that simple. You know, it's just that simple. Unfortunately, we don't, we don't look at it that way, you know, and that's, and that's, that's wrong. He says, for this reason, a man shall leave his husband, leave his father and mother and be, shall be joined to his wife and the two shall be one flesh. And he goes on and he says, this is the great mystery. The great mystery that I am speaking about Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself. He is, has said this now. This is the third time. And let the wife see that she respects her husband. Now, now let me let me just say something here that that I think is very important, and that is that there is there is a situation where I said earlier about love and respect. We love and respect go hand in hand. If you love your spouse, whether you're whether you're watching this and you are a wife, or you're watching this and you are a husband. Or maybe you're you're dating someone, or maybe you're engaged to someone, and you're watching this. Love and respect go hand in hand. If you love someone, you'll respect them, and if you respect someone in a relationship like that of a spouse, you will love them unconditionally. You know, and and you'll and you'll trust them. There are three things that that a marriage is built upon. Love, respect, and trust. When you uh, are dating someone or you are, uh, dare I say, courting someone, like the old, you know, the old time, courting someone, in that time, you, you, each person, uh, they, they gain two things. They gain respect and they gain, uh, they gain um, trust of the other person by by knowledge and knowing that person the first thing you re, the first thing you will you will get from first couple of things you'll get from a relationship if you're in in the avenue in the thinking that you're going to marry someone is you will you'll receive you'll you'll begin to respect and trust that person and then the the love is then built upon the respect and the trust and if one of those things is broken or damaged you know, it's like it's like a triangle. You got two things here, and you got the triangle up here. Okay, if you have a block, now I don't have blocks here to do this, but you know, you, you know, my kids have blocks, and you put two blocks like this, and you put one in the middle. If you take one of those out, the top's gonna fall off. The love will then 
you know, you got love and you got, you got respect and trust on the bottom. And then you have love on the top because that's the last thing that happens. You have respect and trust for someone and then you begin to love them. If one of those is gone, the love topples off. The love, the, you know, and sometimes you can, sometimes you can fix that. Sometimes you can rebuild the trust or you can rebuild the respect, but it's, it's really never the same. It's really never the same. Uh, un, un, unfortunately, it's like when, and I talked this morning about this, um, when a person, you know, loves the Lord and gets saved and, and understands God and loves them and they, and they're, and they're going and they're on fire for God. And then they get caught up in their own way of thinking and their own way of doing things and they fall away from God. And they're, believe me, I don't, I disagree with the idea. I disagree with the idea that you can be eternally secure forever just because you are got saved such and such time. Okay, I disagree with that. I think because we have a choice, because we choose things, we can walk away from God. We can walk away from the presence of God. We can walk out of walk out from under the spout where the glory comes out. Okay, we can we can walk away. I believe that. And once you walk away and you go back to the way you were, when you go back to the Lord, and I talked about this this morning, and you and you come to the come to your senses, so to speak, and you get to the place where you you come back to the Lord and you try to 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 get back in the Lord. The Lord will always accept you back. He always will. He always does. He always will. Okay. The Lord will always accept you back. He will always get take you back. But there's, there is a difference there. There's a difference going on in your life then. And what that difference is, is this. You have now not only the idea that you repented from a sin, that the, the sin nature again, but then you have the guilt of the, of the idea that, oh my gosh, I loved the Lord, I was walking with the Lord, and I failed Him. I failed the Lord. You see, the Bible, and I said this this morning, it's on the sermon, if you want to watch the sermon. It's on there. It's already on YouTube and on Facebook. But uh, if you, the Bible says that the, the the Lord throws our sin as far as the east is from the west. Now, excuse me, I am so sorry. Now, if you if you think about that for a moment, how far is the east from the west, really, if you think about it? It's it's you can't really comprehend it. Well, some might say, well, it's a circle. Well, okay, yeah, it is a circle. But the concept that I'm trying to that that the scripture is saying, it is far. It is the farthest you could ever think. Okay, and you know, and it it says that he he throws our sin in his sea of great for his his great sea of his forgetfulness, which means that he forgets it. We ask we ask for forgiveness. He forgives us and he forgets it. The problem with the whole thing is when when you when you go away from God and then you come back, the problem with that is this whole idea that we don't forget. We don't forget about it. We we can't forget about it. We remember we were the one who committed those things. We can't forget about it. Right? God does. God forgets about it. God forgives and he forgets. We can't. So then when you come back to God, it's never the same because we don't forget. We don't forget the frailty of our failures and the frailty of our life and the frailty of our 
we don't forget that. We don't. We'll always remember it. And that then we'll have the guilt of that, and the enemy will use that to keep you away from a good relationship with God. That's why it's never that's why it's never a good idea to to go and to to you know tell people that they can you know once saved always saved you get saved in God and you can live the way you want to that is not at all what the scripture says that that is there is no precedent in scripture for that the opposite is true though there's there is a, there is a precedent for scripture that we can walk away but there's no precedent in scripture that says we can give our heart to the Lord and walk with him for a season and then walk away and still be okay that there is no precedent for that in scripture and so understand that um, God loves you, God loves me, God loves us, and he desires for us to love our spouses, love each other in such a way that we build each other up, especially our spouses and especially our children, you know. Uh, Love our children, love our spouses in such a way that we build one another up. We must build one another up. We We can't not do that, that, you know. You know, James and I talk about James every week, but James talks about in in, in chapter three about how with the tongue we can build build one another up, and with the tongue we can tear each other down. We can do those things. And you know, God would desire for us to love our neighbor as ourselves, to love our children, to love our spouses as ourselves, and that's it. You know, not as anything else, but as ourselves. You know, do you do you love yourself? I mean, do you do you want yourself to be do you do you like being discouraged? Do you like people to to lord lord their position over you to where you feel you have low self-esteem? Do you have is that something you enjoy? I don't enjoy it. I wouldn't enjoy it. I don't like it. I don't. I think it's wrong. I, you know, I, and I, and I, and I don't enjoy being on the receiving end of something like that. So if I, if I know that, and I know how it feels to be made to feel that way, why would I want to do that to someone else? So you see, understanding all of that is important. That God desires for us to love one another as He loved the church and gave Himself for it. So important. So important. Well, we're going to go ahead and stop there. Uh, We're about an hour and one minute, which is okay. I hope this makes sense. We're at chapter 6 now of Ephesians. Chapter 6 is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. We're talking about the fruit and not the fruit of the Spirit. Talking about the the armor of God in chapter 6. And it's a wonderful thing. So understand that we'll be doing that. Go ahead and read ahead if you want to. And allow God to to move on that behalf. If you want to read ahead and study, go. I'm all for that. Go ahead and do that. Okay, go ahead and do that, and allow God to move in your life as you study. All right. So, uh, with that being said, God be with you. God bless you. I hope you all have a great evening tonight. I'm going to go sit down and relax for a while, and uh, get ready for tomorrow, where I have to sit in front of this computer again and do some more editing and some more audio and video for the radio stations. So, God bless you. God be with you until tomorrow or until next week or whenever you know if whenever you want to look at the podcast or the or the videos whatever until then this is Pastor Josh saying God bless